Didn't work. Okay, so we, <laughs> so there's no way to. Uh, I guess there's. Oh, that was very low. I'm sorry. That was low. I've been having trouble getting the um, any kind of music to to play in the um, in the warm up section here. Um, and that one, I had the volume on too low, so here I am, probably a little bit too loud, but uh, we're here. That's the main thing. And uh, I just want to start off by saying, the Lord Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life is 100% true, and everything else that you hear or any other variation of that would be false. Can we just uh, at least agree on that one simple thing. Oh, well, to understand that, it would have to be revealed to you and you'd have to actually have an interaction with God. It wouldn't be up to you. It's not up to a mortal man. And, you know, that's, and then people don't like that. They, well, why can't I just go with God when I decide? Well, are you God? I guess you are. Well, go ahead and keep living that way. Hey, the rulers of this earth have lived as if they're God the whole time. They're ruling right now as if they're God. Hmm? And how intelligent is that? The other thing is, in the name of science, they beat man over the head. They beat him down and they beat him and poison him and hurt him. Keep him down. Make sure he never has any, not even one day of peace. And if he does have peace, it means he has no IQ. So if you have peace, you have, you're stupid. So what is that? You know, a cow has peace, right? Even up to the day of slaughter. Right, so, you know, maybe thank God for your stupidity. You know? I mean, that's, that, that is a way to go. <laughs> Be stupid and multiply. <laughs> well, anyway, the bottom line here is that I just had to say this out loud to myself. Because I'm having a lot of trouble, you know, coping with uh, the... the um, this fact, the world is 100% lawless. There is no law. The um, man is 100% depraved, you know, and the rulers are completely depraved and also they're stupid. I mean, they literally are stupid. Which happens to anyone who gets rid of the spiritual aspect of life. If there is no spiritual aspect, then that would you would lower your IQ by 50% or more, maybe 80%. Because without that, because the spirit informs the flesh, correct? Right? Doesn't everything that come, comes to the flesh, it, it, it's basically, you know, coming through the spirit to the flesh. So... Without the ability to consider paradox, to consider infinity, to consider nonlinear, to consider the boundaries of uh, and the contours of the agreed upon digitized 
quantum reality, which is anything but quantum. Right? Because it's, it's linear. Therefore, it's wrong. Therefore, it's an illusion. And, um, you know, people say, well, there's a way to escape through the secret hatch. If you know the, the code word, if you know the secret, you can get out there beyond the stars. I have no doubt there are pathways beyond the stars. They came to me and they told me they would lead me to that pathway. And I said, no, you can't. You cannot guarantee freedom. You cannot guarantee that I be free outside the gates of hell. You cannot guarantee that I would have freedom of mobility or form or function. You would not guarantee that I would be a god or that I would have ascended. You cannot guarantee any of those things. In fact, I would be nothing more or less than a slave. Because, see, someone would have shown me the way. And that someone I would be beholden to. No, I'm going to sit here. No, you can't bite that. No, I'm going to sit here. Don't bite that. Oh. No, there's no room up here with... Hi. Really? You're just going to decide you're going to sit there, right? <laughs> well, it's funny. He's claimed this red chair. We have a red chair. It's like a red leather chair that... Very interesting chair. It actually pulls out into like a single bed. You know, it's a, like a big chair. No, there's no ottoman or anything. It's just a chair. It sits there. And the dogs... <coughs> bends. He's so possessive of it that he's now on top of me. He won't let me sit here. Is that correct? Come on, Ben. And so as such, we're in a, we're in a kind of a duel. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Anyway, he's so cute doing this, though. You know, the, the interaction with, with a dog is, um, you know, when it's that, you know, when it's that tuned in, when it's that real, when it, when it involves a real two-way street in terms of communication, uh, it's something that connects us, I think, Anyway, so they agree to show you the way, and then, you know, you, uh, and again, who are you beholden to? Well, those who showed me the way. And is that secret kept from humanity? Yes. They keep the secret from humanity in order to keep, to well, because the favorite thing is to torture people. They say in the name of science, 
we're going to limit the population. We're going to we're going to punish God by punishing these people. You know, He should have never created them, even though He created everything. And so we're we're here to punish them. No one stops us. So we poison them all day long. We say in the name of science, take these drugs. That if the drugs don't kill them, we'll kill them again. We get their lifespan down from 120 years down to about 70. And um, we, uh, you know, we'll continue. Now we've opened the floodgates of child abuse. And hopefully soon there'll be child torture and uh, dismemberment and uh, death, you know, uh, as an accepted norm of, uh, you know, sacrificing, no, not to the gods, to us. The despot humans, you want to solve the problem of Earth? You burn down all the forests and kill all the people and kill all the animals and kill everything that exists. And then you're not done there. You've got to kill the planet and the waters and the space and all the planets and the moons and the, and the sun. But we're not done there. Before that, we want to degrade and devalue all human life. Make it all worthless. Make it worth less than, than garbage. And we're not done there. And we smile at you as politicians. We kiss your babies right before putting them in the oven to Molech. We give you the kiss of death every day. We load you up with medicine that's poison. All medicine is poison. All medicine is poison. Real medicine heals. But all of our medicine is poison. Because somewhere along the line, there's such a thing as a side effect. All side effects are poison, therefore all medicine is poison. Well, I suppose if you have them low side effect like an aspirin or something, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. But in general, drugs are poison. Surgery is poison. Scans are poison. Radiation is poison. Uh, Treatment is poison. Blood tests are poison. You're on your own. You got to treat yourself. Because all we're going to give you is poison and torture. Because we have to torture you. So, so the whole point of the Great Reset, eat the bugs and be happy, is not eat the bugs and be happy. It's eat the bugs and be miserable. The more miserable you are, the happier we are. The more you go down, the more we go up. The entire world should have, which they won't, they should have never signed on to the beast system and conformed. Those who conformed are already dead. They already crossed the line. <laughs> but it doesn't end there. Now we're going to, we're going to, Make you swear 
and denounce this life and denounce your birth and, and, and curse your mother's womb and it's going it's gonna to go all the way to the end when you see these happy people in these commercials. Those are there because you know you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be like them in the commercials. Like them, them people, them, them, what am I talking about? Those people in the commercials. You're never going to be happy like AstraZeneca wants you to be. You're never going to be happy with Pharmakia wants you to be. Out of the barbecue. Have you ever noticed that Fox News is all pharma? Anybody? You ever notice that? <laughs> and what are the drugs for? To kill you. What's the fluoride in the water for? To kill you. <laughs> What's the 5G for? To kill you. What's the hospital for? To kill you. What about when they were all laughing and dancing and getting drunk and having orgies in the hallways of the hospital while killing patients and getting, you know, kickbacks like you know, 10, 20 grand in your pocket if you're the head nurse? What about that? What about that? What about that? Oh, still like it here? Still think this is a great groovy place? And now, the ultimate torture. The enforced gelding of the males in the name of human rights. <laughs> it's always going to be the And then gun confiscation. So that, of course... We can have lots and lots and lots more massacres. You know, because the guys who have the guns then, they're pure evil. And they'll gun you down just as soon as look at you. No problem. Or they'll train some patsy to do it. Each way you look, there's not one way you can look that you're not completely screwed. Well, there is one, but... That's not looking. That's, that's, there's only one way out. But every other which way you look, I should put it this way, there's not one way you can look because I don't want to say God is a solution because, you know, God is, is tough. Toughest thing you can do, because first of all, with God, with Jesus, the first thing that happens is they pile on and ruin your life or what you thought was a life. But then you let it go because it wasn't really a life anyway. So you don't care, let it go. Right? And then the next thing they do is they pile on again because they don't like the fact that you've forgiven everything and everyone and you just let it go and you're going with Jesus now and you want to live with Jesus and, and that's where you have to be. That's the, where, where there's peace. And the fact that you're doing that, they're going to pile on again. Now they want you to renounce your faith. They'll take everything away from you, every good thing there is, until you have nothing. And say, how do you feel now? You still like Jesus? And then you say yes, and then they go, all right, off with his head. You brought this on yourself. You mean Jesus? Jesus bothers you? Jesus bothers you? Why is Jesus the number one bother of the entire world? 
You know, the number one enemy of the world, of the world system, is Jesus. And they say it every day, even though there's not that many people going to church anymore. And, you know, for good reason. They don't want their children to be abused. And there's not that many people, um, you know, really participating in religion like there used to be. Used to be part of the culture, you know. You'd go to the church. you go to Sunday worship. You'd go back to work, you know, as many of the factory time. Everybody knew everybody. It was a lot different type of situation. It was like an almost a, a, a reflexive societal conformity thing that just came along with the territory of, you know, trying to up, upscale your way up the uh, social ladder. Something that's, uh, well, perhaps there is a more social ladder or even a perceived, perceived social ladder. Maybe people are going to be stuck in their little hovels. And I'm going to you'd be happy with that. And for the person in the Lord, of course, there's happiness. But like I say, God is tough. That peace, you don't get that for nothing. You just have it. No, God will give you peace, but then you're going to have to defend it. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to have some kind of faith to keep it. And they're going to do everything they can to rip that faith away from you. And, and you know, right now, if you were to, to talk like this or to be, you know, a dedicated uh, Jesus freak and, uh, you know, say grade school, do you believe what those purple head... Haired, fat, fuck women would do to you? You know what they would do? I mean, you'd, you'd never see your way out. You'd probably be used in some kind of Chinese uh, organ harvesting scheme by the time they got done with you. <laughs> oh, no, it's... It, why would you do that to me? Well, Jesus... And is there any other name you would do that? To? No, there is no other name. There's no other entity. There's nothing else. It's, it's, no, it's in the name of patriarchy. It's in the name of, uh, you, you know, transphobicness. It's in the name of racism. It's in the name of, uh, of uh, you, you know, a, uh, a uh, um, paternal, um, uh, misogynistic, uh, anti-woman, you know, anti-gay thing. Not Jesus, but secretly I'd say, you're right, it's Jesus. But openly I'll never want to admit that because I don't want people to understand that. Because we were here first, the pagans. We were here. We were a matriarchy. And we would sacrifice men. So the fields were full of all kinds of fattening things to eat. Because if you're not fat, I told someone the other day, what did I tell a friend the other day? I told somebody, I got this word that the fat, the fatness status thing is going to come back. At first, it's going to be no fat shaming, but then it's going to be like, you know, uh, because people don't have any food, right? They all get skinny. And so, when you're 
fat, you're aristocratic. You know, you look like you're well-heeled. No, no, you're going to just be patient. No, you're going to have to be patient there. He has to be patient. He stuffed himself in this chair. Okay. Well, I got off to a kind of a um, angry start here today. Have a moment of silence. So I'm having to admit to Trish that it's 100% lawless. In other words, if I'm one of them, I can just call somebody up and have somebody killed all day long, twice on Sunday, or even I could kill 18,000 cows with a phone call. Hey, Joe, get, get, uh, get your guys to go uh, take out that, uh, that farm. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, kill the owners. Thanks. Hey, FBI, we need more false, we need more shooters. You know, get, get some of your kids out there with guns, you know, make sure they have, nobody ever asked about the technical uh, stuff, about the, um, you, know, you know, the schematics and everything. They just assumed that those kids were smart enough to get a schematic. <laughs> they missed the key point of evidence. Did anyone in any radio show, anywhere on Rumble or anywhere else say, where did those kids get those schematics and how did they get two AR-15s or whatever? You remember with the, uh, the Nashville thing? They all have the schematics. Where do they get all that body armor? Oh, another good question. <laughs> We're not allowed to ask that question. Nobody asked that question. Where did they get the body armor? Where did they learn to shoot? Hey. Don't eat that. Where did they learn to shoot? Where did they uh, get their drug? Where did they learn that when they were done with the shooting? Oh, who was talking in the comms in their ear? Oh, no, you missed another crucial piece of evidence. Now go back and check. Was there a comm in their ear? Comms today, you don't see them. You don't, they, they fit in your ear. They don't, have, they don't have little curly Q wires anymore. I mean, you can have them like that, but they don't have to. What's the matter with you? I'm going to go sit in that couch. Anyway, so we're up tortured by... I mean, just coming into the realization that we're here to be tortured. I mean, again. And that... that no, that's not going to stop me from talking. Well, back to the chair there, Trish. I think I'll try to uh, move. Why are you yelping? Because he... I'm going to sit here. All right. I mean, you, you know, it's okay that, you met, that we miss all the evidence. It, it doesn't really matter. Does anyone really doubt that when someone shows up with schematics and professional gear and new guns 
um, whether obtained legally or not. And, you know, there's another thing of money to buy guns. They're expensive. Um, handguns are expensive. You know, in other words, you, your body armor is expensive. Does anyone ever question those? It, you no, know, it goes to, oh, no, we need laws to ban guns. And I don't see anyone ever talking in the evidence. Like, what all did that girl have or guy or whoever it was, whatever it was, whatever it was? What did they have? Now, let's decide for the next thing. When they have a law, like if you misgender someone, you go to jail for 10 years. They don't mean if you misgender someone, you go to jail for 10 years. They mean they want to round you up and put you in jail forever and kill you there in a death camp or on your way there because they don't want to pay for your food. Okay, bottom line, that's where we are. Most of the people that get rounded up in the school buses will never see the death camp. They'll be dead before they get there. Okay? They'll shoot them all or however they're going to kill them or poison them or whatever and have another truck come along for the corpses, which they'll harvest with, for their drugs or for their whatever it is that they you know, get off on. There's only a few people doing this to you. A few people. The Bohemian Club we talked about the other day, which should be um, an organization that lives in shame, but they're proud of it, has a maximum of 2,700 members. Most of the people that want to be members have to wait 15 years before their application will be, maybe, be approved. And they have to be, you know, the top in their, you know, they have to be somebody they want to recruit. 2,700 men. And I would say, and I would, I would venture to say, that particular status, uh, status that particular fact, uh, for that particular club, that's the most exclusive club in the world. I would say there, that... that there are less than 2,700 people. Probably, you know, 1,500 or less than that that actually uh, put all these plans in motion, you know. And, uh, uh, and of those, there are the people that are different ranks, you know, like Bill Gates is like a puppet head type of thing and there may be other people behind the scenes, but they're all in agreement with all this. Not only are they in agreement, but the military forces, black ops that they use, they're in agreement to kill people. And the people that are, that are um, disrupting the supply chains, they're also in agreement. And the entire government, all the governments of the world, they're in agreement, but they are not those people. They're not in the club. Like I said, in the Bohemian Club, it's 2,700 people worldwide. There may be a more exclusive club somewhere, but, you know, that's the one that I've been looking at. And um, it's very popular in California, but it's also international. The degradation of the cities of Chicago, San Francisco, New York, 
all intentional by the same people. Don't you think with all the smart people that there are, that there would be a will to fight back at least before you die once? Sadly, with all the mind control and all the, you know, all the psychological games, all the radiation, the 5G and everything, they, uh, they just keep going along thinking they're going to have a seat at the table, not realizing it's down to the last man. Mark my words here. It's down to the last man. Understand? Please understand that. And when they round the people up, the slaggers, the people that are hiding in the crevices and different things, they got teams just for that. Fully armed. And they have buses and they'll take you on the bus and they'll ride you down the I-40, you know, toward, uh, you know, I want to say if you're here in New Mexico, they'll, they'll ride you down the I-40 toward Texas, right? Before you get to the border, they'll let everyone out for a, uh, to stretch your legs. And uh, they'll gun you all down and clean you all up in about five minutes. Because that's what they did in Nazi Germany. Any question? What can you do about it? There's nothing you can actually do about it unless you can do so. What can anyone do about it? Well, for, you could, you know, arrest, uh, you know, take out or otherwise neutralize uh, the bad guys. Gee, there's a thought. That's scary. Well, you could, you know, hurt them or they, you know, at least, or how about organize? They keep everyone separated. Have you noticed? They want everyone isolated. Locked down in your home, locked down at the camp, locked down here, locked down there. They keep everybody separated so that you can't say anything about it. It's your government, your police, your, um, you know, your, your, your neighbors that tattle. Oh, they didn't get the jam. They're out there, t- they're not wearing a mask. So now they know from that last fiasco they did, they know where the non-compliant ones are. So all the shootings and all the, you know, the death, everything they are doing, they're sending to say red states, places that would rebel. And, um, you know, to them it's on and they're just getting warmed up for another run. So I hope, People understand the, 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 uh, well, what can you do? Well, I, gee, wouldn't you like to see just, even if you get shot, just one person break from the line and run for the fence? Wouldn't you love to see a video of that? Even if they get shot, that last moment of life, they were free. Does that mean anything? Why did God, you know, see, I've always known all this. I think I was just made for this time. 
You know, they know that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? I don't I don't get that grandiose about it because the minute it becomes some kind of self-willed thing, you know, you're off in La La Land, right? You know how that is with the when you think you're doing something, but then you're not. And when you think you're not doing something, you are. You know how that <laughs> how that works. And if you haven't learned that yet, you're too young. Eventually you learn that lesson. <laughs> you want to be my uh, Mindfully mindless, you know, because when it becomes about you, then that's the end of the story. Then that's that's the end of the blessing. That's the end of the uh, anointing. I'm not quite sure what to do about it. Everyone I know knows everything, you know, pretty much. You know, they they know this is uh, they're pulling the plug. But can we just at least? There's so many details that seem to be missed. Can we stop for a moment? And just think about, like, the one shooter having the schematics and the body armor and the thing and the all the reloads, you know what I mean? All the, all the you know, the ammo and the the boots and, the, you know, the thing and, you know, just being basically trained. Why didn't anyone ever talk about that? They never do. But, you, you see, these people just don't come out of, you know, they say, oh, you can't say that. This person was disturbed. They did it on their own. Well, they might do it on their own. They might not. All I know is there's just too much evidence of professional meddling in all these cases, 100% of them. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't, I, I, I just want to get away from this idea that I'm in an ant farm. Can we be more intelligent than the ants? The ants are not conscious that we're watching them. Can we be a little more conscious of that they're watching us? And through the glass, they're watching us dig a hole to try to get to freedom. They're watching us gang up on the other ants from another species. They're, they're watching the ant fights. They're watching all kinds of things. They're dropping things in there to experiment to see what's going to happen. And now I feel like they're harvesting the seeds. What are the seeds? What does the farmer do? The farmer collects the seeds before flattening all the fields, right? Before plowing it under, right? Okay, well, I'll just say it. The farmer collects the seeds. If he wants to, you know, if a conscientious farmer will collect all those seeds. Those, they're all heirloom seeds, especially if it's an organic farm. They'll collect the seeds. And then what do they do? They cut that baby down. They collect the seeds, and then that's it. They pull the plug. Humans are like the wheat stalks. We're just out there blowing around in the wind, right? Now they're collecting the seeds, right? The genetic material, the DNA, the sperm, the, the eggs, the all that. They're collecting all that, all that data. Right? Because they want to make a digital world where they could be gold. <laughs> Imagine a digital Who would want to live in a digital? Digital is very brittle, very um, ugly. But anyway, so they collect the seeds and then they cut down the crops and then they, they sometimes they leave them go for 
they let the ground life fallow for a few years before planting it again. And the people doing it look like ants. Now I'm just gonna I'm gonna riff here, like you know, just go ahead and freeform riff. So the people they look like ants and they they show up, you know, they sort of look like. Uh, Remember the, the original idea of the alien when Whitley Strieber wrote the books of Communion and you know those he had those big ant faces and those big black eyes. They look like ants, and some of them show up on like the Mayan uh, the, the the ships they have in the Mayan. The Mayans had to fly out of here, and other kind of ships that we've had for you've had ones in India, the Mahabharata, uh, the Vedas speak of that and past nuclear wars. And we have evidence of, you know, computer chips being a couple hundred million years old. And so there's been a lot that's gone on that we don't know about. But, you know, um, we also have this recurring idea of these ant face people, you know, sort of pulling the strings, you know. And then we get an idea like from uh, Ridley Scott that he thinks that uh, we were just planted here uh, by other aliens, by aliens, uh, for some purpose. And that purpose is no longer necessary. And when the purpose for a human is no longer necessary, as they believe it is now, it's a much different view from, you know, 100,000 feet up looking down. It's more like, you know, oh, there was a purpose and now it's fulfilled, I see. They got what they wanted, they got what they needed, and now it's time to pull the plug before the hybridization really gets out of control because you want the pure unhybridized seeds. Thank you. Okay, so how do those ant face people fit in? Well, to me, you know, I sort of look at them as the, uh, I used to look at them as like robots, you know, because they're like three or four feet tall, you know, three and a half feet tall, like, like children, and they, you know, their head reaches about to, to, to the height of the door. And behind their eyes, like behind those big glass, blacked out, whatever, you can see a light that kind of goes back and forth in there. And uh, then you realize, okay, well, that would be some kind of a machine or a robot. But yet they have the ability to um, hypnotize you, to put you to take you out the window, to, to walk through a wall, to walk on the ceiling, you know. So there's that going on, you know, this weird, almost nightmare world that they exist in, and then they bleed in, right? They're there, suddenly they're there. I had one incident like that, and I was scared to death. Oh, my God, was, what, what eventually, eventually happened is... Um, the whole experience led to, you know, memories of being abused as a as a, a baby, and a, 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 a you know very young, you know, like you know, three, four, you know, those kind of things. And um, because at the time, he's at the door. At the time, I was trying to get healed from um, what I thought was like. Well, you know, I, I was suffering from psychological conditions of depression and uh, split personalities and 
you know, up and down and all, you know, just kind of being out of control. One of the things I did that kept me going kind of in a linear way was I had my writing that helped to ground me. But from the the experiences I had from the, the utter um, insane meanness of people, I guess that's what it was, mean means... Well, when you don't do what they want you to do, they get very, very uh, upset with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, like off with their head type of thing. And uh, so I was trying to, you know, I didn't know that's what I was trying to heal from. I just knew I was messed up. And so we, right, we were talking to that Indian guy, remember, Trish? Uh, Butch was his name. He was like a... Uh, yeah, he's like a wise man, kind of, you know, I, he did, I don't know if he really knew Jesus or anything, but he really liked people, and he he tried to, he was involved in deprogramming people. So, you know, naturally, I guess he wound up in my life, I, I didn't really ever talk to him very much. He never really became my doctor or therapist or anything like that, but right about that same time, because we were talking about, you know, me going into some kind of retreat place and then, like, being there until I broke down and then try to, un, you know, try to piece back the pieces of, uh, well, that was the, that was the therapy option was to, uh, you know, uh, just sort of, you know, focus on breaking down and then having all the pieces unraveling and then try to figure out what it all meant and what, what, you know, try to f- figure it out from there. And uh, I, I had this memory or memories that were triggered from that alien thing. And then, you know, and then I had then verified those with, you know, family members and verified that it was all true. Isn't that awful? And no, it wasn't just true. It was all bound up with the occult and bound up with, you know, with with uh, everything. You know, you know, they think that all the occult, everything is being spiritual. And I suppose for them, that's as close as it is. When I say spiritual, I mean reality. And when I say reality, what I mean is that it's reality-based, Meaning, um, you know, God created, right? It's reality based. Not so when you have a system like they have that's all about the occult and different signs and different spells. Or I don't know. They're all they're all into it. I mean, the whole whole city of L.A. As far as I'm concerned, are into that. That's what they're. That's a real religion. But as far as high society, that that's that's all they do all day long. They throw whammies on each other. Oh yeah, they throw the health whammy on you. They throw the, they know you're doing something or have a project. They'll make sure that project is destroyed. I remember there was one witch on our tail early on, and Frank, you'll remember this when. Uh, remember that one witch, the white witch, whoever she was. I forget her name now, but I don't want to know her name. I don't want to say her name. And what she would say to me on the phone when I talked to her before there was a, like a big blow up is when somebody, another person, had a book they were going to come out with. She goes, well, we made sure that book would never come out. And it's just like, wow. 
And the book eventually did come out, but it, it, it was delayed for years because of that kind of thing. And then, you know, when you run into practitioners, you know, a lot of these people are not just like a garden variety witch. I mean, some of these people are accomplished sorcerers, you know, seriously into the black magic. I mean, you know, really refined. And they can throw something on you to make it look like in a row, so many bad luck things happen in a row, you can't deny it. You've been hit. You've been hit. And then, it, it, and then everything you were doing, all your sales, all your interpersonal relationships, everything you have goes to shit. Then you notice all of a sudden they're riding high. So what happened there is they sacrificed you without you really knowing it by being friendly with you. And then they boosted themselves because they're practitioners. But they had to find a scapegoat because if they don't find a scapegoat, then it comes, what happens? It goes back on them, right? So they need someone to blame it on. They don't know, so they say, well, with, uh, you know, with the Democrats, they're always accusing Republicans of doing what they're doing. That's a magic trick. You know, they, they uh, accuse you of doing what they're doing. They found their scapegoat in you. They found a, an excuse to do what they're doing without karmic payback. Well, at least that's what they think. You know, God sees everything. There's no escape there. But they, they think there is, so that's why that's important. I wish there would be more practical teaching about this. But I don't hear much on the web. You know, it's all very intricate. I've spent a lot of years mapping all this out, too, you know, because there's there's just so much of it. I mean, you know, you've got warlocks and wizards, you know, pretending to be householders and having, you know, 2.5 kids and working at the local company and, you know, looking like you know, fairly clean-cut, normal, you know, uh, law-abiding citizens, right? Not on your life. They're busy 24-7 because, you see, once you get started down that path, you have to keep looking back over your shoulder because there's always some kind of karmic things. God is not mocked, you know. We, what we reap is what we've sown, and what we sow, so shall we reap. And uh, so he said there's always something coming back on them. They have to, they have to watch every angle all the time. You know, and it's also based on sacrificing people, so they better find victims to blame. You can sacrifice someone by blaming them, by having them, by ruining their life. That's a sacrifice. Or killing them. There's another sacrifice, but they're, they're both sacrifices. And then here's the real kicker. You know, something really, really dark. I'm going to go all the way to the ultimate darkness now. Where are the target? The victim, because of prior abuse, gets a sexual charge of being killed, from being killed or harmed. It becomes a sexual fetish that he or she cannot escape. So they offer themselves ultimately to be killed. 
And if that's, I can hear. Did someone say something? I heard something out of the ether like, oh. Did you hear that? No. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm glad I had time to put that down. And if you rebel in these, you know, so all, 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 all of, all of the earth is just nothing but concentric circles. I mean, it's just circles of, you know, all these circles that are unbroken, these chains, are chains of people that signed on to the world system to survive. They, they form a chain around the world. And they laugh at you and they say, you can try real hard. You can work really hard. You can be really smart. Yeah, heck, you could be a, a leader. You can have all the best ideas or inventions or any of it. You could have the, the, the best of the best of anything. And you won't be able to get to first base with it. Unless you join us. The individual man is nothing, they will tell you. The universal man, the collective, is everything. Where all sins are forgiven. (laughs) And that is a philosophy. That's called the progressive philosophy... You know, occultic philosophy, whatever you want to call it. But it all depends on the collective. It's all dependent on the collective. And the collective knows who's in, who's out. They do their recruiting. They're very circle. So when you're just a lamb kind of out there, the only protection you've got is Jesus Christ. And that's plenty. Not only do they vow to keep you out of any kind of success, but they vow to get even with you, to do harm. How dare they go against society? So organized and so easy to understand. But their society is nothing different than Proverbs 1. That is their society. No different from Sodom and Gomorrah. No different than uh, Babylon. It is Babylon. Same system. Quid pro quo. Everything has a price, except when it doesn't. You see, the truth about Babylon system, the truth about the United States, the truth about Freemasonry, the truth about uh, druidic, um, you know, temples and, and high priests and rituals, pagan rituals. The truth about all of it is that none of it is true. Not any of it. Not one shred of it. The only reason it appears to be true is because results happen. They target this person or that person, and you see the result. They get ruined. 
Certainly you've seen that. Remember that, here's another example. Uh, you know, we have Trump, right? And they, they, he got the entire collective on his ass. And then you had that guy, remember that guy Blagojevich from Chicago? Remember how Obama wanted to throw him in prison and he went to prison, but I think Trump pardoned him, right? And now he's a, a speaker on on the TV show, you know, he's, he's a media guy. Uh, you know, my problem right now is my stomach is really kind of... I wish you could see the the audience there. Yeah, they're listening to you, Ben. They're in the chat room and they're listening to you. There must be one or two of us awake at this hour. I can't imagine how in the world I got to bed so early that I've been very busy lately trying to do a lot of different things. And... um, Rest is important. Anyway, um, there's a reason I started off with the... uh, Okay, that's enough. Ben, Ben, stop. 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 Trish. What is it with his chair? He doesn't want anyone to have it but him? If you move down to the couch... Yeah. He'll go down there. Yes. Like, he's, he's, he's just like... He's very tactile. He's guarding me so I can't move. Well, you are very smart. Let's go get your ball. Yeah, we're having... You know, he's a puppy, and it's, it's so cool having a puppy energy going. And, you know, he's so smart. He's so uh, willing to... I trained him the other day. When Eli has to get up into the Jeep, he, uh, he has to go up these two stairs. And Ben's is always bird-dogging him. So I taught Ben this one time, one time, to stay away from the Jeep and stay out of sight, kind of, so that Eli wouldn't see him. And wait till Eli's in, then he comes in. He does it dutifully no matter where we are. Outside, inside, in the garage, wherever. And he'll go and wait. He'll find a little place to kind of be out of the way. And when Eli gets in there, then he'll come in. I, that was one teaching, one time. So that's pretty cool. Smart little boy. Yeah, he's smart. So, but we got to go on with this talk because I feel I did cover the bases, though. Did I? Oh. Would you like another espresso? No, I'll try that. Did I cover the bases, Trish? Yep, pretty good. So I started off negative to show you there's no way out. Then I went positive to say there is a way. Now we're, now we're, we're kind of getting into the, a, a form of acceptance. Now, but I just wanted to let you know that many of us are missing many of the clues. It never was like this before. Like the tactical map, like, yeah, all that stuff. But there's lots and lots of clues like that. We're all very unobservant. And you know how people will send something and go, oh, this really means that, or that means this. You know, uh, you know so-and-so steps down, it's like, whoops, uh-oh. 
something must have happened when we, we figure, we try to guess what it is, right? But we're guessing without getting all the minutia like we used to do. Now, why is that? I have an answer. It's because there's too much information. We can't handle just a regular story like a shooter. We can't figure out the body armor or the tactical map or the new AR-15s or the, or the pistol. We can't get that far. Therefore, the other side that doesn't want, that wants the police to have guns, basically they just want you to be shot, is what they want. Um, they scream and yell about gun control. And the NRA side, let's say, or the side of uh, gun enthusiasts, never brings up the organized nature of the attack. And I think some of this is because they're scared to bring some of that stuff up. They're afraid to bring up the tactical map. They're afraid to bring up the obvious training. They're afraid to see if there was a calm or not. They're afraid, afraid, afraid. What are they afraid? They're afraid that the, because law enforcement's afraid. The government's afraid. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of what they just went through, the pandemic. They all know. They had to all take an oath. Plandemic. Yes, plandemic, Trish. They all had to take an oath that they would serve the beast and they would, they would euthanize the population. And I just watched a video where they were euthanizing sheep in Australia. The kids were coming to the video saying, you know, they'll be here any minute. And the guys arrived with their syringes and they just started killing sheep. I think it was sheep. I'm not sure what it was now, looking back. But yeah, they just started uh, jabbing sheep and, and, you know, and the kids wanted to block. They said, why are you euthanizing all these healthy sheep? We need food. But folks, that's not all. They have plans to take out the entire rainforest of Brazil. They have plans to destroy every piece of carbon. Trees, plants, shrubs. On the entire earth to turn it into a vast desert wasteland, like in, like Dune. They have plans to, of course, destroy every last human being, including themselves. Some of their ships that they're going to be riding on, trying to get out of the... Well, they're not really ships, they're more like time travel machines. But you know what I mean? They're, 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 they bend reality. They want to... Get out beyond this. You want to know something? The people above them, they know what that means. They get in, they go on a little ride to their own deaths. In fact, the whole point of the whole world is that they, the top people know they're going to die. But they don't dare tell the underlings about the real secret that God has locked every exit.
They talk about an exit and portals and areas beyond space where you can become beings of light. It's all hogwash. Everything you need to know about yourself and God in the temple. I mean, get from the Bible, Book of Enoch. You know, there's certain sources. But once you go beyond some of that, it starts becoming like sci-fi. It's, I love dreaming about all that stuff. But in the end, it's a dream. I'm still stuck with myself in this situation. You know? They always promise you a way out. But if you're not the top dog, the big cheese, why would they be being nice to you unless they just want to take your place? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's infighting amongst them all. They prove that that, that hydron, hadron collider is a piece of shit just like they are. <laughs> and when I say that, I'm, what I mean is nobody in their right mind would build something like that, which was, I mean, is it linear enough for you? Is it phallic enough for you? And then they have this occultic dance they do, and they do rituals around that thing, like it's, like it's the big phallus hoping that there'll be beings coming from the other side. You know, folks, where I come from, the other side's called death. And it's like, you know, they're, they're, then that's the end of it. There's life and there's death. So when they say, break on through to the other side, what do you think they mean? They mean break on through to our death cult. And of course, death is what awaits them all. And the Rothschild level people, all that, they all know that. There is no escaping. What's the big secret of Freemasonry? That's one thing I did get out of my old grandpa. What's the big secret? The big secret is there is no secret. There never was a secret. But that's too esoteric for people. They can't handle that. They need there to be a secret. There must be a secret. It's something I can hold on to. Some hope. Well, there is hope, but you're not supposed to hold on to a secret. You're supposed to hold on to the Lord. We're fortunate enough to have the Lord in this situation because this is 99.9999 shit. And the only thing that's good here is God and whatever God's doing. Oh, I mean, you know, you can flip the script and then just start counting blessings and go, hey, what a wonderful world. But it really never will be a wonderful world because the dual nature will, you know, each side cancels the other out. No, I love the clouds and the trees and I, I love the, the vast uh, nature of an empty state like New Mexico has got no people in it. You know, it's just basically endless land and, and Arizona too. I like it. I don't love it. It can't do anything for me. It can't make me feel better. It can't change my mood. It can't fix my karma. It can't fix the fact that the people out there are just plain hostile. And when I say they're hostile, what do I mean? Well, their system is broken down now. I mean... Didn't we see with the jabs and the compliance, 
didn't we see that, that what I've been saying all along about their system, it's false and it fails, right? It fails, right? And um, there's no way it works out for people who participate. Unless you don't mind being double-crossed and then stuck in an early grave or something like that. If that doesn't bother you, then I guess it's fine. As far as the promise of immortality, nobody, nobody from that system becomes an immortal not now, not with cloning, not with digitizing, not with game theory or any other you know theory they want to have about beating the uh, system, beating beating the uh, the the uh, organic carbon based system. Nothing they do, and you know the only reason they're anti carbon, right, is because they're pro death. Well, if you're pro death, you're anti carbon automatically. That's the default position. You have to always remember that. The way they think is the opposite of you. So, okay, let's say you're going to have a baby shower. Get your friends together, and you're gonna you gotta you need a crib, and you need some things, and your friends are all too happy to have it, and it's fun to celebrate, and nice to have friends, right? Have a baby shower. Seems like a pretty great thing to do. Innocuous, you know. And, something that's positive in general. I think most people would agree with that. And, okay, but to their mind and to the mind of maybe some of the ladies that would be there, that is the exact opposite. They don't want some baby shower where a baby is blessed, where the future is blessed, where the, where the, where the, where the, where the path is straight. What they want is they want to throw a wrench into it. And they come there with a nice big smile on their face and they got a stiletto, right? You know, hiding behind their back. And they can't wait to inject a little gossip or a little something that's going to throw that whole baby shower off. And that's because all they want to do is ruin the baby shower. And they'll, they'll arrive the best dressed. On time, they'll have the best gift. But beware. I think we should have one of these kind of talks about street smarts. Because you got to have a little street smarts. I mean, really. People I know better get a little more savvy. You guys, you got to get a, just a little more savvy. Just a little bit more. I know, I know, I know, I know. We're, some of us are so easy to play. But the good news about all this is They've not only lost, but they also know they've lost. So now they know the thing doesn't work because it's based on the top. It's based on the top. The top five guys who are at the top. And the sixth one would be Satan himself. So it's based on this, you know, nothing works down below unless it's working on top. And what if they all find out it doesn't work? What if they stop sowing the seeds of the continuation of the abomination? 
What's the whole point of life then? The whole point of birth, it's to die. What's the whole point of crops? To, 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 to kill. What's the whole point of babies? Uh, soft, gentle, hopeful, happy, beautiful, whatever. It's to destroy. What's the whole point of um, peace talks with Russia? Nuclear war. What's the whole point of the double cross, or the triple cross, or the quadruple double cross? It's called all is fair in love and war. What's the real game being played? It's the war of hate, disguised as the love, as the war of love, but love and war do not go together. Why is that? Because love is kind and war is not. Oh, you. But in man's parlance, there are so many people that are twisted. So, all, so, you know, when they see a Christmas tree, what do they see? A dildo, you know, some base, banal, you know, thing. What do they see when they see a, a happy face of, you know, someone they used to know? They say, I wonder if I could come up with some bad news to ruin their time. All based on death. The death of the smile, the death of the joy, the death of the, of the hope, the death of the future, the death of today, the death of the group, the death of the fraternities, the sorority, the clubs. Disunity, disharmony. But in the collective, the, re, the revamping of the re-collectivizing of the collective uh, puts everybody in a, in a state of uh, agreement and ritual and then the pledges begin. Welcome to the celebration of our way. Welcome to the celebration of our race. Not the human race. The race of souls that belong to this collective. Bless the collective for the individuals know not what the collective is doing. The whole point of the collective is power and success and popularity and awards and Academy Awards and money and yachts and things. The good life. The good life. And yet it's all a collective. All the filthy lucre, all the spoil is a collective. So when someone gets out of line or their children, if a child is seeking the truth, he must be put down or sidelined or maybe he can become a, you know, force him into, you know, being gay so he can become a priest and then he can have that on his his shoulders. Hate to put it, I hate to sound so crass, but that's, the way they think. And every one of these people, and every one that they run over, and everyone that participates is fuel for more fame and more 
jewels and monies and power beyond all imagination because the individual is nothing. The collective is everything. When one draws on the collective for power, they have the whole world backing them. Then why is Jesus a problem? Because Jesus is the reason we don't have our vaunted new world order, our kingdom, our, our way of life, open in your face, open as it should be. When will that happen? Well, we have to kill the Christians first and we'll take it from there. I have never seen, like, I've been around the United States a long time, I've never really seen it become the Antichrist until now. It is the Antichrist. America is, you know, the spirit of Antichrist. At least we could agree on that. And, um, oh, all the, all the, you know, symbols were there, the obelisk. The Washington Monument, the reflecting pool, the oval orifice, all there for anyone to see. We used to point it out for years and years, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, so on. And then finally, we'd had enough of exposing it. People were not listening. It means that one day... The truth about this architecture is going to come bite you in the face. One day this is going to come. One day this will come to fruition. One day the truth is going to come out about Washington, D.C. And on that day, if you don't have a firm, total commitment, completely involved with Jesus Christ as Lord, who is God, in the entire situation, then you too would perish from fear. Why fear? Because they're going to scare you. And the only way out of that fear is when you give in. They love you, but it's all conditional from that day forward. What have you done for me lately? And that's the rule, the rules that it operates by because it's not real. If it's real, it's unconditional love. The Father gives us unconditional love. I can feel it right now. It's very, like a golden glow. So you cannot look at this. I mean, you know, we used to look at Disney. Disney was always benign, right? Disney and Little Mermaid. And, you know, give, give the kids some Disney stuff. You know, Disney World. You know, uh, you know some of the, uh, you know, the Jurassic rides at uh, Universal City Walk. Or the, uh, you know, Disneyland and, uh, and Disney World and, you know, wherever else the cartoons are. You know, there's the culture. Oh, it's all safe. It's all predatory. It's all based on hunting. But not for food. For souls. To feed on. 
How do you feed on a soul? You capture them, not with bars, but in a mental prison. Make sure they're stuck there. Then give people the credentials and say, start feeding now. Check on that guy in a couple of weeks. He can't put two words together. What they do, they feed on you. Those are locusts. Those are the locusts that are in the Bible. They'll take everything that you've got within yourself. They'll just clean it all out. And they'll go on to the next guy. It's cruel, folks. It's terribly cruel. It's the reason we're here. To be hunted. To be fed upon. To power their batteries, their fame, their fortune, their... But it was always our choice. You could have always joined them. You could have always been in that collective. You could have been somebody in that collective. Well, you sort of lose your identity, but they could paint one on you. They could make you a big, big persona, a big personality. They could make you into Robin Williams. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think they uh, people need this today because uh, we're going into the, you know, sort of the Super Bowl of spiritual warfare. And, you know, like right here in, in, in Santa Fe, we've got the square downtown. That, that's a real hotbed of hell. And, you know, those powers are getting strong. It's weird, you know. Those powers are getting stronger at the same time those powers are being exposed. The collective is decollectivizing. They know it too. Their power goes, without the collective, they have no power. Without the collective, the individual is king. (laughs) Without... power that they have stolen they just get old and die like anyone else it doesn't get prolonged year after year how old are these people as far as what 200 years old 150 what the hell you know goes on and on And you ask yourself, why do they want to live on? Look at them. They're basically corpses walking now. Look at Biden. He's like a corpse. But see, they know they have no other alternative. This is it. And I know that this is just a very limited space. For whatever reason we came here, the Lord wanted us here. We found the truth. We spoke the truth. We spread it around. We... We made sure people got it. Anyway, that's about it for now. 
I had something I was going to say, but I can't remember now what it was. I think it was... Uh, you know, I just, I, I'm just sorry for this future. It's, you know, the the things they're getting... They're, like they say in Texas, those things they're fixing to do. You know? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't want it. I'd, what I'd like is to... Uh, I'd like to... get back to like, business as usual. And, uh, I would like for Jesus to make his way into people's hearts without being a Jesus club about it or a collective. So what I'm going to do is I was going to sign things so I'm going to I'll go to mosey on down the road. Anything else, Trish? That you would like me to address? Ah. They lose. What? <laughs> they lose. Why would you say that? Why would you? Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe I've got a good... All right, folks. I think this is about it. This is about the end. Let's see if we got... Uh, I don't like that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh no. No, I'm doing what I was supposed to do here. Yeah. Okay, well. All right, here it comes a song. God bless you, each and every one. May this lead to a healing. Oh, by the way, when I was there, I had these, you know, memory surface, and then I contacted people that they had to do with and got confirmation. Um, the path I was on at that time was, uh, was, you know, pretty good. It, it involved homeopathics and, uh, and other things. But I slowly, especially when I met the Lord, after that, it just seemed like, you know, um, kind of instantaneous.